Wheaton, Illinois, School District's Wokest Board Member. At the most recent School District 200 board meeting in Wheaton, Illinois, new school board member and cunning rhetorician Mary Yaboa, Director of Graduate Student Life at Wheaton College, posed six questions to the board, beginning with a prefatory statement that let the woke cat out of the bag. And I quote her, I would like to ask six rhetorical questions regarding the proposed October 10th, 2022 and October 9th, 2023, no school, all grades, Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day in relation to district purposes outlined in the mission of School District 200, Vision 2022, and the portrait of a graduate work. To be very clear, these are not questions that I expect you to answer right now. I am asking them for the benefit of reflective thinking for the district, especially in the month leading up to the approval of these calendars. One, does the District 200 administration recognize the impact of holidays, statues, and other memorials on shaping school culture, which in turn shapes student experiences and outcomes? Two, does the District 200 administration consider celebrating extreme violence, theft, genocide, and dehumanization to be in line with the study of social science to help students develop the ability to make informed and reasoned decisions for the benefit of the global society in which they live? Three, does the District 200 administration affirm the accurate telling of history and recognizing the impossibility of discovering land already inhabited? Four, does the District 200 administration take into consideration the perspectives of indigenous people regarding this particular calendar event? Five, could maintaining this District 200 calendar event unintentionally support a myth of U.S. exceptionalism that could undermine district efforts to create diverse, inclusive schools for all children. Lastly, does this calendar event advance the vision and mission of District 200 goals? And if it does not, must it remain despite state-level support? End quote. If you go to this article online, we've embedded this two-and-a-half-minute excerpt from the school board meeting. It was so considerate of Yeboah to make very clear that she didn't expect her six loaded questions to be answered immediately. It was also odd in that she had declared these were rhetorical questions, which are questions intended to make a point, not to be answered. But after some reflective thinking, I have some reflective thoughts and questions on Yeboah's questions. Number one, does Yeboah recognize the impact of using a leftist lens through which to view, socially construct, revise, and impose a particular interpretation of the meaning of holiday statues and other memorials, which in turn shape student experiences, beliefs, and outcomes, including outcomes like the 2020 riots. Two, Yeboah's second question presumes an astonishing premise that she doesn't even attempt to prove, she presumes that Columbus Day is a celebration of extreme violence, theft, genocide, and dehumanization. That is akin to saying Martin Luther King Day is a celebration of plagiarism, marital infidelity, and the exploitation of women. What school has ever used Columbus Day 
to celebrate extreme violence, theft, genocide, or dehumanization. Historian Victor Davis Hansen offers a relevant critique of the impulse that animates Yeboa, and I quote him, Campuses and Western critics in the last half century have turned a once risk-taking and heroic Christopher Columbus into an evil emissary of disease and destruction. History is now seen as one-dimensional melodrama in which our contemporary duty is to pick sinners and saints of the past based on our own modern, quite imperfect, perceptions of morality, and then judge them worthy of either hagiography or banishment from memory, end quote. And Hansen goes on to share a fact inconvenient to the narrative of those who love to hate America, quote, knocking down images of Columbus will not change the fact that millions of indigenous people in Central America and Mexico are currently abandoning their ancestral homelands and emigrating northward to quite different landscapes that reflect European and American traditions and political, economic, and cultural values, end quote. Next is my response to Yeboah's third point. Does Yeboah affirm the accurate telling of history? Does Yeboah believe children at every age should be taught every serious foible, sin, or moral failing of every human involved in significant historical events or achievements? Should children at every age be taught about MLK Jr.'s significant moral failings? Should children be taught at every age, the sordid stories of the abuse of women by John F. Kennedy and his lady killer brother, Ted Kennedy? Should kindergartners be taught that Harvey Milk was a homosexual ephebophile who acted on his sexual interest in teenage boys? Regarding Yeboah's concern about the impossibility of discovering an already inhabited land, good teachers would and do explain that discover means, quote, to obtain knowledge of something through observation, search, or study, end quote. Benjamin Franklin discovered electricity in this sense. James Wilson Miller discovered gold at Sutter's Mill in this sense. The gold was always there in the ground. Erasmus Jacobs, son of a poor Boer farmer in South Africa, discovered diamonds along the banks of the Orange River, diamonds that had always been there. Question number four, does Yeboah consider the perspectives of indigenous people about celebrating their histories of extreme violence, theft, genocide, and dehumanization on Indigenous Peoples Day? Number five, Yeboah again presumes a premise she doesn't attempt to prove. In her fourth rhetorical question, she presumes that American exceptionalism is a myth. But is it? What objective standards or criteria has Yeboah applied to conclude that America is not exceptional? Number six, Yeboah implies that honoring Christopher Columbus's exploratory achievement and how it transformed the world violates the mission and vision of District 200, which are here set forth, and I quote the vision and mission. Our vision is to be exemplary, student-focused school district that is highly regarded for the competence and character of our students and people, programs, and learning environment. 
Our mission is to inspire, encourage, and challenge, and to support all students to reach their highest level of learning and personal development, end quote. Yeboah has yet to make her case as to how honoring a history-making explorer undermines the development of competence and character, or how it undermines the mission to inspire, encourage, and challenge students to reach their highest level of learning and personal development. Do District 200 taxpayers even know how District 200 distinguishes between good character and bad? Yeboah's reference to the mission and vision of District 200 raises other questions, like, how does the sexual integration of restrooms and locker rooms in District 200 support all students to reach their highest level of personal development and character? How does the wildly obscene graphic novel or memoir, Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe, which is available in both District 200 high school libraries, foster character and personal development? How is the invitation to lesbian activist Robin Stevenson, who promotes cultural approval of both the LGBT ideology and the legalized slaughter of the unborn, to speak to 8- to 11-year-olds at Longfellow Elementary School in Wheaton, expected to foster character and personal development? How did the offensive student drawings defacing the walls of Monroe Middle School through their positive portrayals of homosexuality and opposite-sex impersonation some accompanied by ignorant and troubling captions, contribute to character development. In a Facebook post, Yeboah announced she's all in for anti-racism, which everyone should know by now is a euphemism for anti-white racism. Yeboah is also a promoter of the controversial, culturally responsive teaching and leading standards that garnered nationwide condemnation, including from National Review. In a February 7, 2021 Facebook post, Yeboah admits that one of her favorite scholars is Tyrone Howard, who wrote the book, All Students Must Thrive. Howard's publisher writes that Howard's book, quote, brings together three frameworks relevant for equity in schools, wellness, critical pedagogy, and critical race theory. Public schools are no longer places that can foster character development or provide the highest level of learning. Get your kids out now.